The Country Autos Havel New Car Thinking. See Nathan and the team at Country Autos Bridge Street, West Townwood to test drive the whole Havel range. JB for breakfast on 92.9. And you would have seen this guy on the voice absolutely nailing it week after week over the last uh, two months or so. Time to have a chat with Timothy James Bowen. How are you, Timothy? Good morning, JB. I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really well, really well. Thank you so much for being available to have a chat with me this morning. Absolutely terrific. Oh, uh, such a pleasure. Look, you've had a fairly... Um, I was just reading uh, some research about you uh, over the weekend. You've had a fairly significant life so far. You're the age of 30, but you've battled cancer already. You had a car accident. You've had heart surgery. But through all of that, music's always been there for you. What's sort of your inspiration and your sort of guiding light when it comes to music to getting through your day-to-day stuff? Uh, music, for me, the inspiration really comes from my family and friends around me. Um, my wife, Christina Mullaney, she was actually studying to be a doctor when I got diagnosed with cancer a couple of years ago, and she kind of pulled my whole family through it, and she literally saved my life. So she's kind of the one that is the biggest inspiration for me. You've done a fair bit of um, travelling uh, for your music too, including it's something that we love here in Tamworth and we've got a lot of associations with the Grand Ole Opry in uh, Nashville. That must have been incredible performing there. Oh, it's just such an incredible place to go and you know see, let alone be standing on the stage and playing. Um, my sister was in a TV show called Nashville uh, in the States and she played a character on this TV show called Scarlett O'Connor. Um, and because of the association with the show and, and uh, the Grand Ole Opry being you know, pretty much pretty heavy uh, producing partners in the show, yeah. she got to perform on that stage you know, countless times and I got the privilege of you know, joining her on stage for some cameo performances. Um, and you know, it's like no other feeling in the world. It's just incredible. Fantastic. That's amazing. You've got a bit of like uh, entertainment blood in your family from the sounds of things? <laughs> well, my sister and I are sort of the, the first two to jump out and do it professionally. Um, yeah. But my grandma was a, a beautiful singer and a violin player, and all of my relatives can sing. Um, I think it's, you know, a bit of Irish Welsh blood going on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. What uh, what pushed you to uh, uh, reach out and apply on the the voice and go through all of that after all sort of everything that you've gone through and where you've travelled and where you've performed around the world? Uh, well, I think I came to a point where um, I really wanted to get my music out to a larger audience, um, and I was approached by one of the producers who essentially said, "Hey, would you would you give it a go? Would you just?" come in and have a chat and have a play for us and um, show us what you got. And I was like, yeah, all right, let's 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 give it a go. And it took a little bit of pushing. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of reservations at the start, but, like, honestly, I cannot speak highly enough of the team there, and it's just been the best experience that's, um, you know, it's it's just been so full of love and care the whole way through, um, which is not something that I was expecting to come yeah. from a reality TV show, as you can imagine. Um, but it's just been such a good experience. Guy must be an incredible mentor, I imagine, as well. Yeah, he's a champion of a bloke. Um, I think what you see on TV quite a lot of the time is, is what you get in private. Um, he's a really really caring individual and he cares about the music he cares about the artists and he's just done such a good job so far of making sure that everyone's taken care of so i can't speak highly enough of him 
And of course, his uh, winning Australian Idol in the very first season there, that must help out when it comes to sort of reality TV platforms, I imagine, with Guy as well. Yeah, well, when we first started going onto the show, we obviously have the um, the opportunity to, to pitch to each coach. And um, really, I think Guy was a really solid choice because he's been through it. You know, he yeah. knows exactly what the artists are going through. So it's, I think he's a, he was a really good choice from my point of view to kind of get in there and um, really understand where the artists are in, yeah. that, in that space. Hey, I've asked all the contestants I've spoken to so far this year this question. If you could choose anyone as a judge, dead or alive, who would you pick? Oh, that is a big question. (laughs) I'll tell you what. I reckon Glenn Campbell. I think he would just have the best insight and, uh, you know, someone that that I think was such a giant in the music industry yep. and, and someone that sang such beautiful songs, yeah. I reckon he would be just a treat to be to be a coach. Yeah, no, good good option. I love it. <laughs> hey, Timothy James Bowen, thank you so much for having a chat. We'd love to see you up here during the, uh, the Tamworth Country Music Festival. Hopefully all things going well. It will be on in 2021. Love to see you up here. Oh, I came up there for the first time, I think, last year with Fanny Lumsden and we played at Long Yard, and it was just the best show. Um, and that whole festival was just mm. so incredible. So I think I'll have to make the trip. Sounds good. Yeah, fantastic. We'd love to have you back here. Timothy James Bowen from The Voice, thank you so much for having a chat with me this morning. Thanks so much, JB. Have a great morning. For Country Autos Havel, new car thinking. See Nathan and the team at Country Autos, Bridge Street, West Townworth to test drive the whole Havel range. JB for breakfast on 92.9. Sam Smith, Demi Lovato, I'm ready here at 92.9, 12 past 7. JB for breakfast on this foggy Monday. And we're here all thanks to Country Autos Havel, where you can have style, quality, and, of course, that seven-year unlimited kilometre warranty from only 22,990. Drive away. Tony, how are you? Good morning. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, really well, really well. How did the NRL Round 9 end up shaping up Friday, uh, Thursday night, I should say? Roosters against the Cowboys. Well, no surprises here. Uh, the Roosters just cleaned up with 42 to 16. Um, and one of the Morris brothers who, you know, two of the star, they're twins, yeah. he was out in the warm-up with a groin injury, so Ikevalu came in. He ended up scoring five tries. Wow. Which is the first time that a rooster has done that since 1955. Wow. So massive yeah. kind of, like, milestone there, and all off the back of, you know, a last-minute interchange. Yeah. So, wow, incredible. Yeah. Groovy. Uh, fr- I can't believe I just said groovy. But anyway, <laughs> the, the 1960s called they want their uh, lingo back. That uh, Groovy would have been cool when that uh, the original award uh, record of yeah, 1955 yeah, yeah. was set. Uh, that's, that's what I was playing off against. <laughs> the Titans versus the Warriors. Yeah, so this was an interesting one. The first half, the Warriors were dominating 12-0 and then something must have flicked in the Titans. They came back second half and... Yeah, they took over and they ended 16 to 12, um, which is good because the, that was broke the drought of their 10-round like, losing yeah. streak. So yeah. the Titans really needed it. It must have been that desperation at halftime. Yeah, fantastic. The Rabbits versus the Tigers. Yeah, so this was a tight match. Uh, the the Rabbitohs pipped the Tigers 18-10. 
Gagai just too fast for the Tigers running down the wing there. He got himself a hat-trick. Um, but both Latrell Mitchell and um, Josh Reynolds will be facing a two-match suspension after a little biffo in there. Um, Reynolds for a dangerous tackle and then Latrell got in there and striked him. He's trying to, like, back up his yep. player. But, yep. yeah, so they're both out for two matches, which will probably actually impact both teams because they're quite important players. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, Scott Morrison Memorial match on Saturday, the Panthers versus the Sharks. Well, Scotty will be crying after this one because <laughs> the Panthers absolutely smashed them 56-24. to 24. Yeah. Um, they also had a debutant playing after injuries. Um, young guy Charlie Staines from Forbes, actually. Yeah, right. The commentators were making a huge deal out of his mates because he had a whole bunch of friends in the corner. And he got four tries wow. on his first NRL Good game. On him. Yeah. That's cool. He's definitely going to be an up and comer for them. Um, so, yeah. They- Sensational. Out of all the games ScoMo had to go to, and cop some negative backlash about, which I think is a little bit unfair and a little bit unwarranted. Had to be the game where they end up losing the yeah. poor bugger. Can't get a good run at the moment, can he? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think he absolutely deserves downtime. Like, he's a oh, person yeah, no, like ridiculous. everyone else. Yeah. Um, I, the only thing I would say is, like, optics, you know? Like, he just picks the poor time to do, like, a public kind of downtime. <laughs> it's like bushfires, I go to Hawaii. COVID-19 comes back, I'm going to be at the footy drinking beers. It's like, dude, come on. Just, like, have a quiet one, you know? Like, have time off but keep it on the lowdown. Anyway, each to their own. I I don't think he was shouting it from the rooftops that he was there, though. I think it was just some, you know, Yeah, he went down to have a little... Oh, did he? Oh, right. Oh, okay. Swinging his his bloody um, scarf around. It's on him, then. It's on him. I just thought it was some sneaky camera work. Like, the commentator went, hey... Let's see who's in the crowd. Oh, look at that, our Prime Minister. Wow. Fancy him being here. Also, he actually went down there and did a bit of flag waving and, you know... He wants people to know. Kicked the first ball or something, you know? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay. No, that's on him then. I've changed my tune. Very easy argument to make. Uh, Now, this will be good for the Broncos fans. They actually got a win. They did. So they broke their six-game losing streak with a win against the Bulldogs. Mm. Um... Yeah, great for them, but obviously not that big of a deal. The Bulldogs are at the bottom of the table yeah. and they're absolutely bombing this season. So, Look, we'll give them a win anyway and we'll yeah. see whether the coach of the Bulldogs sticks around for this week as well. So he might get marched. Both coaches were, you know, yeah. potentially on the chopping block. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, Raiders on uh, against the Storm on Saturday. Yeah, so the Storm uh, pipped them at the post 20-14. to 14. It was really Pappenhausen. He is a fast. He got a line break and went straight down an 85-metre run. That's wow. what took them over, that got them the win because it was quite close. It was pretty gruelling the whole time. Unfortunately for the Raiders, um, they have Josh Hodgson. They're one of their, like, top players. Yeah. He's out with a suspected ACL, so I think they're potentially going to damage the rest of their season. Uh, the Knights against the Eels on the weekend as well. What a waste of my time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it was a really sloppy game from both teams, to be honest. Like, I expected a lot more from the Eels. They're the top team. They still remain the top team because they got the win, but they won 10-4 to four over the Knights. Um, and actually, there's a little bit of controversy too 
at the end of that game, the Eels had a debutante playing yeah. and after the game he went over to some of his mates and was like high-fiving and hugging, yeah. which is a breach of their biosecurity protocols. I don't know how much of a big deal it is, but also like some look. of the other players... Yeah, it's yeah. not a good look. goes and back to that optics we spoke about before. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. And some of their other players, you know... In the NRL, have yeah. had the same, have have been kicked out of games because yeah. they did that. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see yeah. what happens. And the last game last night, the Dragons against the Seagulls. Yeah, a bit of a shocker here, I think. Um, Dragons won thirty four to four yeah. against Manly. So Manly is just really down and out without Tommy Turbo Travojevic. Yeah. Um, he's been out, and it's really you know, affecting their side. Um, they also had Fennel Blake out for his um, dangerous tackles yeah. and rude behaviour. Um, but yeah. that's the end. 34 to 4, crazy. We'll get your, uh, well, we'll get Caleb's footy tips. He's back, so we'll get his footy tips on Thursday. All Havels come with a seven-year unlimited kilometre warranty. Sadly, for our boss, JB doesn't. JB for breakfast. The Country Autos have It's new car thinking. 92.9. Past eight. Fantastic to have Mayor Cole Murray back in the studio with us. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks, JB. And it uh, really is good to be able to get off the phone and back into the <laughs> studio again. It is. Yeah, that's right. A little bit of a return to normality. It's been a crazy couple of months. Yeah, it really has been. It's, um, it's just weird and... Um, Almost every day we seem to find a new surprise. Yeah, no, exactly right. Well, look, one thing uh, that is a bit of an adjustment this year was, of course, a Hats Off Festival. Unfortunately, it didn't go ahead as per the norm. So this year over the weekend, it went online and went digital. Fantastic success from it. It's been great. Yeah, look, JB, I think this is, um, you know, one of those innovations that we're seeing. And I'd really like to give a shout-out to Cheryl Burns and all the team who... Who, uh, Cheryl Brown, rather, so who really, really made this whole thing work, and mm. um, you know, uh, the staff at Council came up with the concept, and and the whole industry embraced it, and just how good were the numbers yeah. that um, you know, potentially hundreds of thousands of viewers, and um, uh, really great, and it's good to see the artists um, back there smiling again and engaging with their fans, and uh, and it's great. It was just fantastic to be able to. You know, tune in when it suited, and yeah. um, you know, catch a few shows. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, we uh, we covered the Ronald McDonald House charity gig on Friday night here, and that was you know a couple hundred viewers on that. I know um, Rebecca Barry from Ronald McDonald House. They got some fantastic donations come in, which is terrific. And there was viewers from uh, both uh, on the Friday night and the Saturday night concert as well, which we watched. Um, there were viewers from right around the world there. There were Americans, British people watching and commenting on it. It was crazy. Great um, tourism uh, for us as well, once we're allowed to travel again, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it, um, JV, it just really reinforces the, you know, the Tamworth, the home of country music yeah. brand, doesn't it? Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it's entirely appropriate that we're able to come up with these innovations that uh, cements our place at the forefront of country music in Australia. And as much as many others would like to try and claim the title, um, you know, I think it's these sorts of initiatives which will will keep us at the front end. Yeah. A uh, little bit of work going on uh, if people are heading out airport way, that roundabout's slowly coming along now. 
Yes, JB, at long last we're seeing the start of the works. Um, you know, this is just one small component of the work at the Tamworth Global Gateway Park and the new roundabout, which is a, a massive big roundabout that uh, will take um, B-triple-sized trucks and road trains, etc., but uh, also provide not only a new entrance into the, um, the business park uh, end of the Global Gateway Park, but also a brand new entrance into the airport. Yep. We'll get rid of that kinky, unsafe, um, you know, entrance that comes off the Oxley Highway um, at this brand new five-legged roundabout. So it's a big project, take yeah. about a year to build and, um, you know, uh, really look forward to it unfolding. If people are, uh, don't know about this Global Gateway Park, give us a little bit of a run of what exactly that is. Well, JB, because uh, Taminda is <clears throat> it's essentially sort of almost built out now yep. and the Glenartney Industrial Precinct out, um, you know, around the sale yards and the abattoirs, is, it's essentially all sold and um, pretty much built out. We, re we needed a new industrial area and Council in um, 2016 bought a very large parcel of land and um, <clears throat> since that time we've been sort of doing all the necessary planning and the zoning changes that needed to happen as with all of these big developments yeah. and uh, we've been very fortunate to get uh, financial assistance from the federal government and the state government and uh, to, to help us with some of yeah. these projects but over the next year or so um, we'll see this, this brand new large roundabout completed. We'll see, um, of course, the railway line works is already starting. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. They're um, they're doing some work out there now on the railway line, some fencing and preliminary works. Uh, we'll see the intermodal facility. It'll actually uh, construction will start on it probably before the end of this year. Yeah. Uh, we'll see pretty significant roadworks on Goddard Lane. There's um, there's a widening and the you know the preparing of Goddard Lane for all that um, development. So. We'll see lots of activity. Yeah. Uh, we'll see some land sales before the end of next year. Uh, so it's all starting to happen yeah. at long last. Fantastic. No, good stuff. Thank you so much, Mayor Cole Murray. Cheers for coming in and having a chat. We'll see you in a fortnight's time. Thanks, JB. Look forward to it. New car thinking is country autos. Sadly, JB thinks more about donuts, rabbits and coffee. Each to their own. For Country Auto's Havel, it's New Car Thinking. This is JB for Breakfast on 92.9. Find out what's going on locally, nationally and internationally. The McDonald's Coffee Break. Look, lots we could have chatted to about the, uh, in our Macca's break with Tony. I mean, we could have discussed the COVID-19 outbreak. Of course, the numbers are getting a bit higher here in New South Wales and certainly Victoria is still not great over the weekend. We could have discussed Donald Trump wearing a mask for the first time on the weekend as well. Good on him. Yeah, but we're not. We're going to discuss the new renewable energy zone that was announced on Friday afternoon. This is very exciting. Yeah, let's go positive and yes. something great for our region. Yeah. So you might have heard people calling it the res. That's the res. Mm, that's Something the cool kids are calling it. Yeah. I mean, we love a shortened thing, don't we? <laughs> um, so that stands for Renewable Energy Zone. Yeah. So yeah. last month they announced one in Central West. There was a pilot. And now yeah. this second one in the New England area is two of three. So the government, the state government's invested at $80 million yeah, um, cool. to kind of set everything up. And once they do that, they're hoping that that initial investment will draw around 
$13 billion of private investment. And so then there's going to be more jobs. They're thinking around 2,000 more jobs in the area, which is awesome and really needed. Um, And it's also going to provide a cleaner and cheaper energy for everyone, for consumers. Yeah, cool. Uh, It might be too early to tell just yet, but is that going to be good, like cheaper power in our region or statewide? It's going to go everywhere. Yep. So I spoke with Northern Tablelands MP on Friday and he was saying that the amount of investment they're hoping to get, um, which they actually have two already approved and 10 in the pipeline. So it's coming. Like, it's not just a made-up number. It's definitely coming. Um, He's hoping that we will become not only exporting energy to the state, but to all of Australia. And between the Central West, our North uh, New England area, and wherever the third one is, we'll be like the biggest hub. So this new renewable energy zone should be putting an output of more energy than all the coal-fired stations in the state, which is huge. Yeah, that's phenomenal. So how's the power generated? Are we talking solar farms? Are we talking wind farms? Are we talking Elon Musk and some big batteries? Or um, So it'll be a combination of all sorts of renewable energy. Yeah. They did the announcement at a wind farm that's yeah. already here. Um, so there's a New England solar farm at Urella that's already been approved. There's also Met Solar Farm at Armadale that's also been approved. And they're two new ones that are part of this res zone yeah. um, that are going to kind of start their construction in the next two years. And just between the two of them, they'll be delivering power to half a million homes. Phenomenal. Which is huge. Yeah. Yeah. So there's um, there could be hydro, wind, solar. Um, there's a few new types of things that they're looking in. I guess when there's private investment, we could see something completely new again, which is really awesome because this area has been through a lot with the drought, yeah. bushfires, restrictions on COVID-19. I mean, we really need jobs. We really also need cheap energy yeah. and we need something that's going to secure our future. Anyone branched out and discussed this with Elon Musk? I think we need to, we need to bridge that. We need to have a chat. Is this because he helped Adelaide out? Is this, this? No, no, just I think, I, you know, he's a man of the moment when it comes to these type of things. He'll yeah, be all I, over I think, it. I reckon he'd be keen. <laughs> I, I, don't be surprised if part of this $13 billion investment is coming through him. I mean, I know that there's, like, limits on how much foreign investment can be, but... He's very busy at the moment talking crafty. with Kanye and his presidential thing, but I'm sure... I'm sure that he'll be all over this. Can get back down to his roots of renewable clean energy. Yeah, Yeah. that's it, exactly. Remember your roots, Elon, okay? The presidency stuff, that's new things, okay? Remember what got you to where you are today. What got you to bankrolling the future president, Kanye West? Mate, it was renewable energy. Come back to town. Yeah, exactly. And um, if you are interested and you want to know more, the chat that I had with um, Adam Marshall and I also spoke to a um, senior climate researcher from the Climate Council. So this is awesome too because it's like one of the first times that the state Liberal National Government and climate researchers are saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. They're both in agreement that this is the way forward. And that's awesome. Like, that's what we need is we need everyone working together to find the answers. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I've just got this short two and a half chat with both of them, with Adam Marshall and Tim Baxter from the Climate Council. Um, You can check that out on our website. Yeah, exactly right. Check that one out now. It's on the local news page, fm929.com.au. Tony, thank you so much. No worries.